I love chit-chatting with my fans and my readers and even people who've never don't know anything about me. So I just get up and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've written. This is what the latest book is all about. And, you know, let's have some fun. This is the Taylor Stevens Unnamed No Idea What We're Doing podcast. Today I'm here with my good friend Steve Campbell and we are chatting about The Mask, which is coming out on June 30th. And we are talking about, if I'm not mistaken, today's topic is about how to get an author to your town. And so we're going to wing this and none of this is scripted, I promise. (laughs) And uh, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun. And to show you just exactly how unscripted we actually are here, we're going to interrupt what Taylor just said we were going to do. We will get back to it, but I want to embarrass her a little bit with uh, some reviews. And I want to do it in such a way. I want to do this early so that if she gets a big head, we can eventually get back to the show we sort of have planned. So I'm going to read these quickly. And, And if you've left a review, thank you very much. It means so much to the ratings of the show and it, it makes it, uh, it makes the show more visible to people who might not be familiar with Taylor's work. Um, but this first review I'm going to read is from Bank Banks WJ. Okay. And this is this maybe you don't even want to listen to this one, Taylor. Just stick your fingers in your ear. Oh, come on. Anything Taylor Stevens talks about or writes about is highly interesting and fun to hear. I would subscribe to this. If you've enjoyed Ms. Stevens' books, and maybe even if you haven't, she's fun to listen to. All right, I can agree with that. You're fun to That's listen to. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know I recognize that name, so thank you. I want to shout out any names on the air and embarrass somebody or violate their privacy, but thank you. All right, there's another one from Cool Kid Todd. It's a little bit lengthy, but I just want to pluck out a little bit. Okay. Uh, he, did, he does mention that you have sporadically corresponded from time to time, and he's amazed at your personal touch. When the Taylor Stevens show first came out, I couldn't wait to listen. I now also get to listen to my favorite author, Taylor, explain Michael's character, how she came about, how a person is able to speak so many languages. Wow, Todd's listened to everything. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Thank you for being a cool kid. And now, Todd, I'm going to take a little exception to this. You say the podcasts are sprinkled with humor. I think there's a lot of humor in here. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what we're shooting for. So sprinkled with humor, and at times he's caught himself laughing out loud. So we're, we're glad about that. We're happy to make people laugh, and that's one of the reasons we're here, because we're not taking ourselves too seriously. Well, thank you, Todd. I appreciate that so much. And we'll we'll have some more user reviews in the next few episodes. So if you're thinking about giving us a review, please do, and we'll give you a shout-out in the next episode. Speaking Yay. of the episodes, I hope you've been listening to all the podcasts because we've worked our way slowly through the research for the book and uh, some of the writing of the book and where it took place. The story of the book answered a lot of questions that Taylor's answered over the years. And, and of course, Taylor gets a lot of email from readers and fans uh, through her email list, which you can find at taylorstevensbooks.com. But people will reply to her all the time and ask questions. And she answers those questions. And 
unfortunately, when she answers a question to one reader, it only goes to that one reader. So this is this is an effort to sort of expand her reach a little bit. And so we're answering a lot of questions. And one of the things that she talked about on her email list is author events, uh, how to get an author to come to your town, how to be supportive of your favorite authors, uh, things like that. What it's, I've always been curious. I mean, if, if you've gone to book signings before, you go in and there's an author standing up there giving a talk and there's a stack of books off to the side and there are some people there anywhere from five to 500 people, uh, you know, what's going through the author's mind? So Taylor, what goes through your mind when you're, when you're up there Giving one of these book. talks. Please buy my book. Please buy my book. Please buy my book. <laughs> That's going through my mind. <laughs> I am, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was going through other authors' minds, too. Uh, so here's a fun one. You know, um, I do have this mailing list. And I, I'm also somewhat active on social media, limited. I'm, I'm not a real good social media person, but I try. I read everything that comes to me, and I respond to people who write me directly. And... So, of course, when a book is getting launched, like, you know, this next one's coming out on June 30th, the book tour question starts coming up. And people will always say to me, it's inevitable, so when are you coming to Nome, Alaska? Or (laughs) when are you coming to some other town, right? And I think that readers sort of just expect that all authors get sent out on book tours, that this is part of what the publishing industry is, and that authors go to lots and lots and lots and lots of cities. Unfortunately, this is not real life. The way that, the way that it works is if the publisher sets up an event, then the publisher will pay for the author to go. They'll fly you out there, and they'll put you in a hotel, and uh, you'll go to whatever signings or events that they've coordinated in the area. Generally, they'll try and do more than one to make use of that trip expense. But unless the publisher is setting them up and paying for it, anywhere the author goes, it's out of the author's own pocket. So now, and and it's really hard for me because I would go everywhere. I love interacting with my readers. Um, Book events are so much fun for me, even if only five people show up, because how how cool is that? You get to pull in those chairs and huddle in a little circle and just chat like friends. And friends who love the same characters that you're writing, it doesn't get any better than that. But I am not independently wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) And I cannot afford to just fly everywhere and pay for hotels. And so, unfortunately, when people say, when are you coming to wherever, the answer is um, never. (laughs) Or the better answer is, if you can get an event organized, like if there's a library or some civic event or bookstore in your area that would like me or any author at that point to come and they can set up an event to get it coordinated, well, then it's a lot easier to get my publisher on board because this is an expense. And there's no way ever, ever, ever that I will sell enough books at any event to compensate for the expense of getting me there. And so publishers generally are reluctant to do book tours because they are money losing propositions. And in the old days, they didn't really have much choice because that was the only way that bookstores and readers got to know that the author existed. But now there's the internet. There is nothing besides face-to-face that can't be done 
through social media or through email that can be done in person. So it's a, it's a money losing proposition and publishers are very loath to go there. But if someone wants to pay to get me there, then wow, we can make that happen. So that's just for readers who actually, and listeners who are actually in that position to make it happen. That's how it happens is when it's either the publisher says, okay, we're planning to send you into this market or there's interest in a market and they get with me or with the publisher, depending on the situation and say, Hey, we've got this event. We'd like you to come. We'll pay for your transportation. We'll put you up in a hotel. Sweet. We're on it. So that's kind of pretty much how it works. And and there's sort of a second way or a third way, depending on how many, how many you gave there. And that is to coordinate around another event that you're going to, yeah. uh, because authors go to conferences all around the country. Well, and, I will do that sometimes too, for like on, on a personal level, it's mm-hmm. unofficial. So like if I'm going to be in Bowser, at BowserCon, wherever it is that year, I will contact, let the people on my newsletter know. Okay, I'm coming to BoucherCon. I'm setting aside these two hours. I will be at this place for these two hours, and anybody who wants to show up, I will be there and hang out with you. And um, it's a lot of fun. And sometimes it's a big group, and sometimes it's a little group. And sometimes people who've been pushing me for two years, when are you coming to my city, say they're going to be there, and they don't show up. Oh! Yes, it happens. So, um, but, it, but it's still all fun. And so if I'm going to a conference, I absolutely will try and do that. Uh, just on a, on a, what's the word? Oh my God, I'm drawing blanks. Uh, just casual, just come as you are, come and go as you please. And it's not like a big formal event or anything like that. But if you know that I'm going to be in a specific city, um, for whatever reason, then yes, piggybacking on that and finding a way to get a second event going, it works. And that's, that's a really great idea. I want to tell a quick story here of how I got into the business of talking to people like Taylor. And that was... Oh, maybe two and a half years ago, an author whose work I admire was going to a bookstore in north of Fort Lauderdale, which is two and a half hours from where I live. And I thought, oh, I want to go see this. So my wife and I drove for two and a half hours. We got there. There might have been 10 people there. It was awesome. Because just like Taylor said, we all got to sit around in a little circle and talk about the books and the characters that we love. And... By being there, I met someone who had a podcast network that was doing these interviews, and they saw that I had an interest in books and specifically mysteries and thrillers and asked if I would co-host an episode. And so I did. Then I wound up with my own show. And then I reached the pinnacle of my success when I got to interview Taylor. Oh, ha, ha. Uh, that, you, you laugh, <laughs> but and, – and this is – I'll wrap the funny story up with this. We, we, talk, we have talked multiple times about the cool kids. And I've been a member of the cool kids for a long time, which is I'm on Taylor's mailing list. So I got – an email, one of her informational emails, and I replied saying, hey, I know you've got a book coming out. I've got this show. You've never heard of me. You have no idea who I am. Um, who can I talk to to coordinate an interview with with you? And she replied right away, and we did the interview, and it was awesome. And it's, uh, it was, it was so I think fun. it was this, I was nervous for my first show, and I was nervous for you because I'd read every book, and I loved them all so much that I wanted the show to be perfect, and I probably stammered my way through it, and there's no way there will ever be a link to that initial interview anywhere. Seriously? Oh, my gosh. I was so nervous. 
Oh my gosh. So anyway, now we've uh, we've done a few since then. Yeah, and, and, now, uh, and now look, I roped you into now I'm doing the Taylor Stevens unnamed podcast. And and if it wasn't for you, there would be no unnamed <laughs> podcast at all. Okay, so you're standing up. There are people in seats. We're at the bookstore. There are people in seats. There's a stack of books off to the side. You're thinking to yourself, buy my books, buy my books, buy my books. But you can't actually give a speech that just says, buy my books, buy my books, buy my books. What do you talk about? Well, I think it's probably a little easier for me than it is for most authors because I've lived such an unusual life. You know, growing up in a religious cult, not having any educations, you know, being raised in communes and just, just... It's different than your (laughs) normal thing. So, you know, I know a lot of authors do readings. I refuse to read my books. I have never done a reading. I will never do a reading. I once I finish a book, I will never pick that thing up again unless I have to go research something that was that I had written in it before to reference it and to make sure the timelines and stuff like that work in future books. and it's, it's just, I, I cringe at my own writing. I, I do the best that I can when I'm writing it, but I can always see the flaws in it. So I'll never do, I'll never do a reading. But I love chit-chatting with my fans and my readers and even people who've never, don't know anything about me. So I just get up and say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've written. This is what the latest book is all about. And, you know, let's have some fun. And for the most part, almost every event I do, unless I'm actually, it's a formal event where I'm, you know, supposed to give a 20 or 30 minute talk, which by now listening to me, you know that I could do 20 or 30 minutes and still not cover half the subject. Um, it, it is, um, it's Q and a, I just interact with my readers and, you know, let me answer your questions. And to me, that is so much fun. And then they feel like they got something out of it because they didn't just have to listen to me up there monologuing about whatever they're not interested in. All right, let's talk about, and I don't want to talk about you. Um, I, I, I don't want to talk about Taylor Stevens, the author, for a minute. We're Darn just, it. We're going to talk about <laughs> other people. How do we, as readers, support the authors whose work we love? What's the, how do we do it beyond just buying the book? Well, I mean, buying the book is, is really important. Um, publishing today is not publishing of 15 years ago. There is so much more material out on the market, and it is um, so much cheaper than it used to be for, especially for those who are in a position to self-publish their work. Um, so, the hardest thing for any author, and I, and even authors like me who have been on the New York Times best-selling list, is discoverability. People cannot buy a book; they cannot fall in love with a character if they don't know that it exists. So. I I joke with some of my readers and I say, you know, that especially when they say, oh, I'm reading this other book by this other author right now. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed the book. I know you probably don't want to hear that. Well, first of all, I am all about supporting other authors. And I know some people can be petty and jealous. It's a it's a petty industry, whatever. But I'm really happy for other authors at the same time, like many authors. I know you have other lovers, but I still like to pretend like I'm the only one in your life. So work with me here on that, okay? Um, we, we know. We know that you've got other, other readers that you love. But at some point, you know, if an author doesn't have sales, they stop writing. They die. The, the, the series will die. 
the publisher will not pick up the next contract because publishing is a business. It's not art. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard from readers who tell me how much they love this series and how much they love this character and how much they love me. But I'm not the one who needs to hear that. I mean, I do. I really, really, really do need to hear that. <laughs> yes. But so do other people because... If, if other people don't hear about it, then they don't know that the series exists. And so that's why I, I quote from The Princess Bride when people say, I love this and I love that. And I'm like, well, if you haven't done all these other things, you know, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> um, so if you love an author and you love their work, you got to tell other people about it. And go to your library and ask your library to make sure that it's in stock. That's and a that's a great point because so many times people hear authors say buy my book, buy my book, buy my book, which is what they're thinking when they're getting ready to give their talk. But some people can't afford to buy the book. But you hey, can you can go get a library card, ask the library for the book because they buy those books. The library has to buy the book. Somebody's buying it. And um, I have so many readers that have have contacted me and said I just discovered your book by chance in a library. And librarians are my best friend. They recommend my books to their patrons, and that's how the patrons will discover my books. And it's all a discoverability issue. Another thing is if you're part of a book club, recommend the authors that you love. Well, me, preferably, but the other ones too. And, you know, if you are buying gifts for friends who are readers, that's an opportunity. A lot of people don't know that eBooks can be gifted and like so if you have somebody that's an avid ebook reader that makes a really good gift for them all right i'm going to jump in here and okay. i don't want this to be all about you but it really is all about you so i'm going to transition <laughs> it back to all about you you sent an email out some time ago i think it was around christmas and essentially saying that if you're buying a copy of a book for someone let me know and i will go ahead you take it from there oh i was it was a it was a Christmas thing, and, and I will do this. I just don't want to bombard people all the time with the reminder because it sounds so redundant. But anytime somebody's buying a gift, whether it's for Christmas or birthdays or, you know, anniversaries or whatever, let me know. I will send you a handwritten card for that person to include with the gift from me, from the author. Um, so I just need to know, is it a birthday? Is it a Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift? What is it? And then I will tailor it to that person. And um, I just feel like if somebody's never read my book or any of my books, to have the card come along with the gift, that just makes it a little more special. And it's fun because I get to be in on that. Now I'm a part of that gift and I get to, it's just fun. So anyway, yeah, I'll do that. And as someone who is a lifelong reader and for whom any gift-receiving occasion, for me, I hope to get books. Uh, I, I still remember the first time I got a book that was autographed by the author, and it was so cool, and it was so exciting. It was like, this is the best gift I've ever had, and, you know, here's an opportunity to maybe not get the book autographed, but get that card that you could put in there from the author wishing that recipient a happy birthday from them. That's a really cool idea. And if I have book plates available, um, and, and I often do, then I will autograph the book plate, and then they can stick it in there too as well. I'll send whatever little 
activities I have. Sometimes I have magnets and things that I've paid for out of pocket as as gifts for memorabilia for my readers. Um, I love to do those little things. Um, I don't know if I can always afford to do it, <laughs> but for now, while I can, yes, I do that. Uh, other ways to support your favorite authors, uh, things like writing reviews wherever you bought the book. If you bought it at Barnes & Noble, write a review at Barnes & Noble if you like the book, because yep. the way these algorithms on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and iBooks, all these things, they're really smart, and, and they look and see this person bought the book, and they wrote a positive review. This must be a good book. I'm going to show it to more. I'm going to show it to other people who bought books like you bought, and yeah. so the visibility of the book goes up, and while a book might sell several thousand copies at Amazon, a really good uh, number of reviews might be 100 so it's a very small percentage of people that write reviews. Yeah, most people don't write them. And if if you do love if you do love an author or you love one of their particular books, um, write a review. It doesn't have to be long. I think like the minimum number of words is like seventy five characters or something ridiculously small. Stars matter. Um, and I, Goodreads is another place. But I think on the on the websites of the places where you're buying the books itself, that matters to the, the algorithm gods. And it gets the book ranked higher, like Steve was saying, and then other people can see and discover it. Um, I, this is just personal. One of the things that cracks me up sometimes is people, how many people start the reviews with, this was not my favorite book in the series, <laughs> but, and I want to say, well, thanks for nothing. No, I'm kidding. You can only ever have one favorite book in the series. So, you know, if the series is six or seven books long, every other review that starts, this is not my favorite series book in the series, but it's just like, seriously? So, you know, if you love the book, even if it has flaws and you see things wrong with it, because I know a lot of people are really um, good about making sure that their reviews are accurate. Absolutely. If you think it's only worth three stars, well, give it three stars. Um, just, you know, the review that tells why it, it, it's beneficial, you know, and, and so re reviews matter. They really matter. They might even matter more to the algorithm gods and to the author's ego than they do to uh, other readers. And so, like, doesn't necessarily mean that other readers are going to read the review, but if the algorithm gods are picking it up, then it will introduce other readers to the book. So true. And I will say that I have written reviews that are two sentences long. I don't think I've ever written a one-sentence review, but the, like Taylor said, they don't need to be long. They just need to be, you know, I love this book. I love these characters. I can't wait till the next one. That's a review with, with uh, you know, a certain number of stars. Yeah, it might not, you might not, because some people, I think, um, and I've heard from some readers about this, about they feel like, well, I, I'm not a writer, and, and, I, and I don't really know how to review books. And so they feel like it has to be some book report that they need to do, but it's not. Just what you were saying about how they really love these books and these characters and they can't wait till the next one or something like that, that is a review that the algorithm gods will take, chew up, and spit out into rankings. Okay, Taylor, it's release time for your book. And I know that you're not the kind of person who says, buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. So allow, allow me. <laughs> um, I, I, I've read all of your books. And The Informationist will always be my favorite. Um, just because it was the first and it was the introduction to the character. It's, it's, my, it's in my top three books of all time in 50 years of reading. Wow, um, thank you. But... 
I, I didn't loved... pay him to say that. I didn't pay him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this book. I don't like to get into comparisons, but I I liked this as well as I've liked any of your books. I and you're really, talking about The Mask, right? I am talking about The Mask, the book that's that's just now being released. Um, I, I loved it. I have pre-ordered it. I have also pre-ordered the audio book because I, I love, I can't remember her name, Hillary Huber is the, is the girl who, or the woman who reads these books and she's magical at, at taking Taylor's stories and, and bringing, them, bringing them to life. I, I love to read the books and then listen to them. Um, so yeah, clearly I'm a super fan and, and that's why I'm doing this, but, um, I, I really love the books. Go buy it. And you Thank can, you. you can find all the links on Taylor's websites, which is taylorstevensbooks.com. Yes. And while you're there, click on that contact us button contact, up, contact yeah. me up at the top, probably. Yes. And please. you won't be contacting me. You'll be contacting her. And I, I read everything that comes in there. I respond when I can. I love to interact with my readers because my readers are who keep me in business. I have no pretensions. This is really, I know, Steve, you think it's all about me, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the readers. <laughs> it is all about the readers. So before we go today, this show is fun. I'm doing it for fun. I'm doing it because I get to hang out with you, Steve. But really, it is for the listeners. And I don't want to just talk about stuff that, I think that I'd be interested in or that I think other people are interested in and even stuff that you think other people are interested in. I want to talk about what people really are interested in. So I just want to put this out there. Anybody who's listening, if there's stuff that you would like to hear me talk about, this is your show. So contact me, ask me questions and we will start bouncing reader questions off and answering them. And it can go all over the place. It doesn't have to be just about the books. It can be about my life. It can be about publishing or writing or anything that interests you that you think that I've got something to weigh in on it. Put it out there. And if we can, we will put it on this show. How should they contact you? Um, I guess contact me by email would be the best way because that way I won't lose it. But if you don't get me by email and you want to put it on Facebook or whatever, I will, you know, I do check all of those things. And I pay a lot of attention to what's put out there, but at least, you know, if it goes to my email, there's a 100% chance that I won't miss it. And that is contact at taylorstevensbooks.com. Or if you don't write this down, just go to my website, www.taylorstevensbooks.com and click the contact link and get me there. Okay. That's terrific. Thank you. If you're on iTunes, please subscribe. Please give us a rating. And uh, that way you'll get the next episode as soon as it comes out. If not, check Taylor's site. It'll, it'll be there as well. Okay. So that's it for this series. Thanks so much, Taylor. You're welcome. This has been fun. And thank you all for listening. Everybody, thank you.